0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics podcast. It's the podcast that's devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. My name is Adam. I'm Gareth, and today we're pretty damn excited because the topic for today is the Mandalorian. Mando, you Mando. there, Mando? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: love the way Carl Weather says his name every time he runs into him. It's just like ah, it's, it's so, so good, right? It's so Australian.
0: Right? I uh, yeah, it sounds a little ocher, but I like it. Like. Oi, Mando, mate. <laughs> Got a spare durry.
1: Um, okay, yeah. we're
0: already already getting into our silly territory. One thing we need to say straight off the bat is there will be spoilers in this show. Yeah, this has been out for
1: about three months now. Roughly, yeah, Roughly from when and it and started. Half, yeah, two and a half, three months. Um, so if you've not seen it and you're desperately avoiding spoilers like a madman or madwoman, um, tough. You should really not listen to this episode until you've watched it, because we're going to go pretty in-depth to the spoilers.
0: And there is a slight possibility we may go into spoiler territory of a couple of things for The Rise of Skywalker, I think.
1: That's correct. So yeah, if you're a DVD waiter on that, um, you may want to just, we'll try and give some warnings here, there, and everywhere, but they may slip out. We apologize in advance, but you know, that film's been out for a while as well, and Let's be honest, a lot of people
0: didn't like it anyway, so... Look, if you love Star Wars, I'm sure you've seen both by now. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this podcast
1: because you want to hear some more in-depth discussion about Star Wars, you've probably
0: seen both already. True, and all our podcasts now are total spoiler fest.
1: Yeah, I think if anyone's listening and knowing that we're the two people recording this episode, we go pretty in-depth with the spoilers, so...
0: It is what it is. Yeah, cool. You've had your chance to turn off and been pre-warned. Now, Yay. to kick things off, okay, this is a big deal. Uh, just just before we do start, you a big Star Wars fan? I am. Um, It's a weird one for me
1: because I I love Star Wars, but I don't get bent out of shape if it's not perfect. Like, I'm one of those weird Star Wars people where it's like, if something isn't great, I kind of shrug and go, oh, I'll go watch the 15,000 other things I have on my like to-do list and read other things instead i know there's a lot of people who star wars is their jam and it's their only jam they read the extended novels they play the games they watch the movies they read the comics it's the only pop culture thing they kind of focus on um which i totally respect i totally get it i'm not one of those people so i i'm a lot easier to please than a lot of people who are into the star wars side
0: of things how about yourself absolutely love Star Wars, massive fan since like it feels like birth um' I've just like, seen the,
1: I've just seen the tattoo on your arm and yeah like, yeah <laughs> that, that kind of gives it away. I've got
0: five Star Wars tattoos <laughs> um yeah i mean i I just so you've got more Star Wars tattoos than I have tattoos yeah, there you go <laughs> uh, I just absolutely love Star Wars and everything about it uh like you said, like I can get angry about certain things I don't like, but the thing is like I'm always going to love it yeah it's, it's like having like um I don't know, like a child that always disappoints you because there's a lot of things that will piss you <laughs> off oh, about like, Star like, Wars. Like, like
1: my parents, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> 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 but, um... Yeah, I absolutely love the hell out of Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, as, as you know, listen to this podcast. There's so many other things I'm passionate about, and it's not like my only love. But when it does kind of shit the bed or do something I'm not so fond of, I'll look at the positives yeah. as well as complain about the negatives. But it's not like, I'm never going to like Star Wars ever again. Yeah,
1: there's um, um, we found this with
0: like Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker more
1: recently as well. Like, There's a lot of people who have the reaction, like if something happens in the Star Wars universe they don't like, It's like somebody goes into their brain and deletes the original stuff that they
0: love. Yeah. Like, they have this reaction, like, it's all
1: ruined, it's all tainted, it's all... No, no just go back and rewatch. Like the you like. you've ruined my
0: childhood. It's like, well, no, your origi- your childhood was the original trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Even before George Lucas went and tampered with That's
1: it. That's it. So you can just go back and re-watch them, and you still have warm, fuzzy
0: feelings. Just remember the pleasantries of the Yub Nub song, which <laughs> should never have been removed from the original Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yub See, yub. things like that. I'll bitch about things, but I, I'm going to love Star Wars yeah, forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, <clears throat> apart from us just sort of going on about how much we love Star Wars... This television show, for lack of a better word, it was the, pretty much the launching pad for the Disney Plus streaming service.
1: Yeah, it was a hell of a big deal when they, even when they announced it, they said this was going to be the flagship for Disney Plus. This was going to be the the kind of rallying point for everyone to sign up and
0: trial out this new streaming service of theirs. And was it ever? I mean, the the fact remains, Disney paid was it four billion dollars for the Star Wars franchise? Yeah, four four billion dollars, which they made
1: back just with um. The uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi.
0: There you go. So, just with
1: three movies, they made that money back they already. They didn't need
0: foresight of having an, a, a solid story. No, exactly. I mean, movies.
1: they were going to give Colin Trevorrow a job, so <laughs> they didn't care.
0: Oh, so resentful. But no, no, I, I actually quite like the sequel trilogy, and um, yeah, we won't go too far into the the movies as as much as we don't have to. No, we're exactly. going to do this podcast under the proviso of you know Star Wars. Yeah, that's it. Because um, we don't need to go back and reiterate no, the whole, original trilogy. That's a whole different episode Ooh, and a long one at that. Yep. But uh, Disney Plus was Disney's well, is Disney's streaming service, massive deal. Yeah, and um, the Mandalorian was its flagship, like on. Day one, when they released the streaming service, episode one of Mandalorian was available. We got it, I think, three or four days after America, I want to say. I think
1: it was about, it was just under a week. It was just under a week. Yeah,
0: I legally downloaded the first episode on the day it dropped because I did not want to cop a spoiler. And I'm glad I did.
1: I did the same thing because, you know, where I work, people are going to come in and talk about this kind of stuff. Working in a comic shop, people come in.
0: Oh my God, did you see the end of episode one? Oh yeah, don't tell me.
1: This happened. Yeah, I'll just tell you this one thing. Five people do that in a row. It's like oh, I don't need to watch it now. I have I've had the whole episode told to me. I'll um, apolo- tell you
0: one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Shut the fuck <laughs> That's up. That's it. Exactly. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Apologies to any of our UK listeners because you still don't have Disney Plus. Really? March. It doesn't drop there till March. How is that?
0: One word. Real? How one- does Australia get it over the UK? Don't one- get me wrong. I'm happy, but one word. Brexit. Oh, piss off. Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, my heart goes out to you. But hey, I mean... I'm sure you've all illegally downloaded it oh, at this and point. And why wouldn't you? But um, I mean, massive deal. And that was a, a huge draw. Majority of my friends, I've got a bunch of mates that are like big, like uh, Disney marks, which is like, using wrestling terms, but like Disney yeah. fanatics. Like, yeah. oh my God, I can watch Disney all the time, anytime. And there was so many people that... I'm getting my, because uh, you, get, you get the uh, the first month free or whatever. Yeah, that's it. And that's everyone's that's like, that's oh, oh I'm doing that and getting Mandalorian straight away. Yeah. Some people are like, I'm waiting till it's ending. Then I'm going to get my free month and watch it all as well. well. That,
1: that was one thing I found really interesting and quite brave on the part of the Mandalorian creators and Disney Plus was doing the weekly drop of episodes. I prefer it. I think it was way better. Like, it became It went back to that old school vibe of the water cooler show where yeah. like, one episode drops and you go back and you talk with everybody and you, you speculate about what's going to be happening in the next episode and where the story's going to go. Um, it builds up so much more hype organically that way. I think it's way better.
0: I think it's a better way to view it as well, as much as many people disagree. like Based on what you and I have done for the past couple of years with this podcast, is when things are binge dropped, which I, I'm assuming started with Netflix, mm. Um, you find yourself forcing your way through a series rather than enjoying it and looking like. Don't be wrong. You, you hit points in like, I don't know, the, the Punisher or Daredevil, for lack of a better comparison, of being like, oh man, I can't wait for this episode. But then you kind of like, oh, okay, shit. I'll yeah, all right, I'll go another. A rather lo- than of, like, yeah, oh my god, you That's know what I mean. A lot
1: of shows can fall into that category of like, it's a chore. It's rather than being a fun hobby where you're enjoying the show. It's like, oh, I've got to get this watched because such and such because this because that. It shouldn't be that way. Like,
0: TV's not supposed to be a job. The anticipation and the hype and the I cannot fucking wait for this next episode is a
1: good thing. That's it. You prioritise then. When it does drop, you're like... Everything get out of the way. I want
0: to watch the show that I've been really anticipating all week. They did the first couple of episodes with, I think, did they do two or three within the first week? There was a couple of yeah, dropped I think, early. Yeah, I think there was a couple in like a three or four day
1: period rather than the week-long wait. Yeah. And they did the same thing with the last two, like seven and eight kind of dropped within a couple of days of each other because of the rise of Sky. I was going to say,
0: on. we'll touch on that when we get to that episode, uh, that episode of the, uh, of the, of the, of the show. But uh, the interesting thing as well, and this is one thing that people sort of uh, kicked up a bit of a stink about, was uh, there were sort of uh, issues with the site on day one. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't good enough. Rah, 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 Netflix never does this. And it's like, well, the actual day that Netflix dropped, it wasn't like the entire world sitting on their hands being like, come on, come on, we want this, we want this, we want this. Yeah. Um, so it's like you, you had to kind of expect it.
1: Well, this is it. Like any, any streaming platform launching in this day and age, when it's got this much hype behind it, there's bound to be some teething issues. There's yeah. bound to be some some problems. So, you know, kind of grin and bear it.
0: Do you have Disney Plus? I do, yeah. Have you had any issues?
1: No. No, me neither. No. And I live in the middle of nowhere and I've had no issues, so that tells you everything you need to know.
0: There you go. And just to further promote the uh, the service, you've got like every episode of The Simpsons ever. Yeah. That alone's worth it. They bought Fox. I'm waiting for Futurama. But anyway, well, this um, is
1: this is one thing I'm wondering. This is going to get really off topic really quickly. Um, did you notice nothing on Disney Plus so far is above a PG rating? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. That feels like they're going to have like a little sub, like Disney Plus Plus or Disney Plus Black Label or something I don't like that.
0: Want a separate service though? I've got. I, some... I
1: imagine it'll be within the same kind yeah. of thing.
0: Hopefully you don't have to pay for it though. You'd like, hope um, not.
1: That's a bit that's a bit ridiculous if you've got to pay extra extra money for the content that you're already paying them for. Technically, yeah. What do um, I know, though?
0: But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I want the <laughs> Alien and the Predator movies and all that sort of yeah, stuff, but... Um, well, like, you know, the fact that they
1: own, technically, Disney owned Buffy and Firefly and Angel and all that kind of stuff. so
0: much stuff now. So much stuff, let alone getting into the movie territory and oh, all that kind of thing. God. It's fantastic, but furthermore, the point I was going to touch on is all the Marvel stuff's there. You've got the original mm. 90s X-Men cartoon. Oh, yeah, the best. That was, uh, <laughs> I think that was one of the first things I watched when I got it. It's pretty much one of the best shows of all time, let's be honest. That's it's sun. one of the one of the best
1: cartoons, like, one of the best adaptations of any comic book ever. In my opinion,
0: how in the fuck have we got like nine X Men movies and that song never been in one? Like, I hope Marvel or the MCU getting the rights to X Men back yeah. gets that song in a movie. Somebody's ringtone has to be that. It's I oh, got mates whose ringtone it is. <laughs> but anyway, we are we are getting quite off topic. Um, the Mandalorian was a big deal in many ways because it is the first ever live action Star Wars TV television shows. show. Exactly. We, we've had cartoons before, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Droids. Ewoks. I mean, I love droids and I remember I have fond memories of these, yeah. but I've gone back and watched them as an adult. They haven't aged well. Oh, they got awful. <laughs> um, but uh, massive, massive deal. The announcement itself was huge yeah. as well.
1: Well, the fact that they spent so much money on the production and whatnot, they clearly were filming these on actual sets, they were building actual ships and that kind of thing. There was a real, like, a real strong sense of going back to the the original production style mm-hmm. and the original values of the like original trilogy and you can see that like the second the show opens you've got like you know steam launching out of ships as they open you've got those slightly clunky but really you know heartfelt productions of you know the la- the um landing doors opening and all that kind of stuff it feels like an actual physical production. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people were desperately waiting for.
0: Well, my whole thing is that going into it was it has to feel like Star Wars. Yeah. It's kind of weird and hard to explain, but like if you have this like love of the universe that you've grown up with as a kid, mm. you know that feeling when you're immersed in that world, and that is something that this needed and straight off the bat. Well,
1: that's you get it. I that. think I think the closest we've gotten before this would have been Rogue One because it was set during that earlier period. And this immediately knocked that out of the park, which is saying something because I thought Rogue One was fantastic.
0: I really enjoyed Rogue One. I find a lot of people sometimes overstate how good it was, but that's just me. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Yeah, but um, I know I, I loved Rogue One and um, obviously the fan service at the end it was just like like a thousand out of ten. I'm very, <laughs> speaking speaking of uh, Disney plus, the fact that we're getting a K2so
1: and Cassian TV series of its own set before, All the events of Rogue One.
0: I'll be very interested to see what they do with that. I'm a massive fan of um, droids and stuff. Like a KTSO I loved. I'm like... Bring that show on. What was the other talk that they were going to do? Um, oh, the Obi-Wan, like, limited series. Like, only five yeah. four or five eps. Because like,
1: there's that one and there's one called Star Wars like, Underground or something like that, which is going to be,
0: like... Like but- Need for Speed Underground? I hope so. Yeah.
1: Let's, let's go with it.
0: Nice. It's, it's, it's the underground pod racing scene uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. in Coruscant. <laughs> Jake Lloyd makes his triumphant return. About damn time. <laughs> um... <laughs> um yeah, so there's uh basically although the um the sequel trilogy is very divisive amongst fans. Um there's a chance for them to really hit the ground running with these TV shows especially with how well the Mandalorian's been received.
1: Yeah, so this um this kicks off 5 years after Return of the Jedi, I and believe.
0: 25 before Force Awakens. Yeah,
1: which is kind of cool that they straight out of the gate establish that timeline. Um you know exactly where you're sitting. Yep. In regards to the new stuff in regards to the old stuff. Um, And you're still in that period where the galaxy was in flux. Mm. Like There was no locked in, you know, the rebellion, the resistance and all that kind of thing. that hadn't really spread themselves across the entire galaxy to
0: kind of reshuffle the balance and, you know, redraw how everything was going to run. Well, the Battle of Endor and the, the, the ending of the Empire is kind of still quite fresh, be it only mm. five years. But the look and feel of this show is very much original trilogy. Absolutely.
1: And... One thing I loved about the show straight out of the gate, it wasn't all about Skywalkers. No. It was all about those weird backwater planets that are kind of ancillary to the Jedi versus the Sith battle and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's more so
0: like the Empire took them over. The Empire's not around anymore, so we're just kind of like stuck in the middle of shit. Yeah, that's it. It's like
1: what are you what is the rebuilding process for places like this that are kind of caught between almost two regimes? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, what would happen? You'd have these crazy lawless insane places where you're only as good as your abilities like mm. you survive by your wits and it's like yeah mercenaries and bounty hunters and all that kind of thing they would be the ass kicking best of they would have to be the ones you would rely on if you needed shit to get done
0: yeah it's it's really cool um it's uh, it's a smart idea as well i also like the fact that it's kind of uh in terms of live action because obviously there's mm. You know, there's there's a hell of a lot of comics and incredible amount of books and expanded universe whilst Disney's abolished the uh, expanded universe. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's kind of, it's untrodden territory. We've yeah. never seen this particular area of Star Wars. Yeah. In, you know On a screen, no, which absolutely. is predominantly what I follow. I've read comics here and there. I've never really read many of the books, but I've read up on them. Um, but we start off with the lead character, yeah. the Mandalorian, yeah, let's that's say, it. Uh, or Mando. 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 Hey, Mando. Heaps,
1: heaps, Mando, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we basically get an opening kind of hunt of his he's on this icy death planet um shows up in this you know hot, wretched hive of scum and villainy yeah a um, bar that's very much you know, <laughs> it's got a whole like lot, what we've seen before just it's got to, a bit sort of a moss eisley kind of vibe yeah, doesn't it's so it? good yeah. yeah um yeah really really straight out of the gate establishes he's a badass he's not to be messed with he, he walks
0: in the bar and people take notice like, straight I mean, away obviously he's wearing the you know when you think mandalorians you think Boba Fett, or even to another extent, Django Fett. Yeah, he's got the whole look going on. Doesn't have the little antenna thing. No, but he's as got. As I put one finger up to the side of my head, so you can see. That's it, uh, <laughs> and I
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he walks in the bar. People are like, oh shit. Yeah, and other people are trying to get his uh, his catch. What do what do they refer to it? The best guy. Uh, no, the the guy the. Oh yes, yes, yes! The um, the other um, the other bounty that he's chasing. Basically, yeah. his his target. I can't. Yeah. They, they use a term for it. I can't think of it off the yeah. top of my head. Uh, and basically he goes in there and just kind of overtakes everyone, beats the piss out basically, of basically, basically wrecks shit. Ca- yeah.
1: captures his prey, takes him back to his ship. Um, and does it in such a straight away. You're just engaged. You're like, holy shit, this guy's. A real badass. Yeah, he's, he's not, not re- here to pat possums. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I like how the bar guys. <laughs> as well. Or fornicate with arachnids.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the guy, the, even the bar guys, like trying to, you know, sort of like Easy ease though. the attention. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have <laughs> have a drink in the house. We're all good here. <laughs> and these guys are trying to, like, um, yeah. But anyway, um, the Mandalorian, Mando, um, he he gets his his guy and he goes back to his ship and you know,
1: yeah. And the guy, the bounty that he's chasing, um. Basically, offers him a whole bunch of coin. Says, "If you let me go, I can pay you handsomely."
0: And he's like, "It's not about the money. It's about completing the job. It's about the code. Yeah. There's a there's a bounty hunter code. There's a whole lot of uh. That, man, I love this so much. They they go into the whole depths of like how the um. The, the, the bounty hunting kind of industry for lack of a better word works. Yeah. Like they have these little pucks that has like a kind of a hologram of who you're yeah. after, what it's worth and all that. That's it.
1: And once you once you get
0: assigned one of these um, guild
1: code puck things, you have the right of hunting this particular prey. Like once you once you've taken on this job that's basically the only job you can take on. Mm. Um, which I think is uh, like straight away, once they have him meeting up with um, Carl Weathers' character, Grief, um, who is kind of the guild representative who assigns jobs and that kind of thing. I love that they show how detailed all their
0: honour codes and all their guild, yeah. like, you know, all There's that. the code stuff. of the guild and everyone stands by it. Otherwise, the rest of the bounty hunting guild will, will mess you up. It's, that's it's it. It's like kind of like, no, no, we're, we're all like scum. But you abide by these rules. Yeah, that's it. Like, we live and die by this code. Otherwise, it's it's carnage, you know. Yeah, that's
1: it. It's the whole den of thieves kind of policy. It's like you know, if one of us one of us falls out of line, then it all collapses on in on itself, and they won't allow us. You know, the universe won't allow us to operate yeah. as bounty hunters and guild members and all that kind of thing.
0: Very cool. Uh, on the way for him to go to the bar where um we we meet grief, which I'll touch on very quickly. uh inside his ship, the um the uh, the capture. Is like you know talking his ear off or whatever. He has like a carbonite freezing mm. on his ship,
1: which is so cool. Yeah,
0: it's like a kind of like a portable version of it. Because one of my mates was like, "How far did technology move from like Empire, um, from Empire to five years after Jedi?" That it's just like this portable technology now. I didn't care. I thought it was shit hot. Yeah. Um. And anyway, well, that, well, that's it. I like the idea that Jabba had one that was
1: really oversized because it was more of a statement thing, mm. and it was a slow drip, so he could basically, you know terrify people with it and it's more of a, it's more of like a deterrent yeah kind of thing having this big threatening carbonite drop and it's like, well, yeah, Bounty Hunters would need some way to... Ca- if they've got to capture their prey alive, yeah. they've got to have some way that isn't just tying them up in their ship and hoping they don't get free. Mm. So I he's thought got that like was a really- holder for him, which is like
0: one of those poster folders <laughs> you can flip through. You've actually got one in this shop here. I was
1: thinking the same thing. It's like somebody's just, you know, flicking
0: through them like, yeah, I want this one. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to this planet. I need this guy. Uh, then we meet uh, Grief Karga, played by the legendary Carl Weathers. I am... Such a massive, massive fan of Carl Weathers. He was so good in he this. He is incredible in this, as he is in everything. Uh growing up, uh I'm in my household and my brother and myself, uh the Rocky movies were like god level. Yep. I was always a huge fan of um Carl Weathers and, and the Apollo Creed character. And I uh, grew up just sort of loving the guy. So much so for my 30th birthday, my friends got me a replica Oakland Raiders jersey of Carl Weathers' jersey because he played nice. for the yeah, Oakland Raiders yes, for a couple of seasons. Um, That's a cool Love the man. He's actually tweeted me back before as there well. There you go. Yeah, just seems like a lovely guy. He's clearly my best friend. Uh, naturally. And when I heard he was he was signed to be in this show, I, um, I I spazzed out hard. And I didn't expect him to have such a big role.
1: No, I kind of thought,
0: um, similar to
1: Werner Herzog's character, which we'll get to in a second, um, I kind of thought it'd be a one-and-done appearance
0: he's basically like almost a second supporting character he's one of the heads of the of the bounty hunting guild it's a great it's awesome he rocks up anyway we'll get to the story <laughs> <laughs> he, he uh mando you know basically uh hands in his uh his catch of the day and um and just
1: demands more yeah he pretty goes pretty to like, grief
0: uh goes to goes to apollo creed and says all right what else you got for me and he's like okay we got a big one yeah uh we got a man who's uh
1: yeah, this one will. This guy will only meet you in person. Mm. Um, there's no puck that goes with it. You have to go and collect this bounty in person,
0: and then you have to go collect this bounty in person as well. <laughs> if and that it's makes a bit sense. Of a, a bit of it because it's under the table, mm. and it's um. he's yeah, it's a, kind of like you know this is a, this is a big deal, and you know you can't mess around with this one. Even though Mandalorian's just all business all that's the time, it. and
1: and grief's not going to go with him. He has to go alone.
0: Yeah. So like he's he's on
1: edge. Mando's on edge yeah. straight away. Like. This is not the usual way of the guild, mm. um, but yeah. you get the feeling that there's a lot of history between grief and, and Mando. Yeah, and they like. kind of, they kind of touch on it with some of the other characters later yeah. on, that, which I love. I love that's one thing that they needed more of in the extended Star Wars universe that we've seen so far since Disney took over is hinting at things without having to explicitly show. Yeah, their shared history and that kind of thing. Like you can you can hint at it, and that helps world build. Yeah, like instantly you get more. Of, like you said, you get more of a connection to Carl Weathers' character grief because there's that implied history between them. Rather than
0: like sometimes in these new movies, it's like, "Hey, I just met you. We're best friends." Yeah, or like,
1: having <laughs> to do like a big massive flashback in the middle of a show where you're only just introducing these characters, like.
0: And the the Marvel Netflix stuff has been very guilty of that. Yeah, a little bit. They love a big flashback episode, oh, do they? Yeah. Boy, do
1: they! And usually on characters you only care about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. At a point of the series when you're ready to go, you know, go home, Karen Page. Um, okay, <laughs> so we meet uh, the Werner H- Herzog uh, character, uh, just known as the client. Mm. And the deal, yeah. you find out very quickly why it's such a uh, sort of hush hush kind of deal is that this guy is uh, ex Imperial Empire. Mm. Uh, some, yeah, so some sort of uh, ranking in the Empire. Yeah, he has that, that air of like menace and gravitas straight
1: away. Like, I mean, put that down to him being German in a uniform, potentially, but you know. plays it so good, though. Oh, he's so good. good. Oh, shit. For, for a dude who is, by his own admission, a bit weird. Yeah, like he's kind of German David Lynch to a lot of people. Um, he's an odd, he's an, an odd, idea. he's an odd cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. like his documentaries and stuff that he works on are phenomenal. Um, but he's just a weird dude. Like he he doesn't stay plugged into pop culture at all. Like he's never watched Star Wars before this. Yeah, but he's been to every WrestleMania. He's been to every Wrestlemania. He's a huge wrestling fan, apparently. Oh, man, I like him. I know, America. right? It's so bizarre. Wow. Apparently, that's his way of staying plugged into pop culture, is by watching wrestling. Because <laughs> all they do is reference
0: pop culture. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so weird, but yeah. He... I'd love to hear his thoughts on Katie Vick. Right. <laughs> but anyway, Mando meets with um the, with the client, and as you go in there, this is something so cool. Oh, it's on the planet Navarro. Yeah, which that's I'm it. like, okay. Is, is, is uh, Dave showing up? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> is John Favreau just like a really massive Jane's Addiction fan? Yeah, it's the
1: it, Ink Master, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, I love Ink Master. Or maybe that one Chili Peppers album he played on. Yep. But uh, as, as Mando goes into this place, keeping his poker face as always because <laughs> he never <laughs> takes his helmet off, um, you see stormtroopers around the, the client Um Herzog's character, because uh, as you go in, it's sort of it gets more and more sort of deep. You finding out this guy's like sort of mm. ex-imperial because the the empire is essentially abolished. Yeah, but they're still kind of like trying to hold on to the remnants of it, which made me think of a lot of historical yeah. sort of absolutely um, overlays after wars. But um, which
1: I loved, especially because the stormtroopers, their uniforms are a little bit beaten up and chattered. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like they're
0: they're trying
1: to hold on to this idea of being still in power and still this imp- this imposing force.
0: But they're not getting new, like, armor. They're not getting yep. new uniforms and stuff. It's like uh, Lucas... And not even having
1: the time to, like, polish their uniforms well, or anything no. like that.
0: It's like, oh, Jesus. It's hard, like, you've got to be hard on time. guard all the time. Hard times, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Lucas always said about the original trilogy that he wanted to be a lived-in universe. And this is like a lived-in, lived-in universe. Absolutely. It's, it's after the fact. But very cool touch. Uh, anyway, that the, the client, he says to, uh, to old mate Mando... Um, he says we've got got someone you need to pick up. It's a it's a fifty year old, and um, oh, what are the other demands? Alive um, if possible. Alive if possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and
1: there's a weird little like um, imperial doctor with him there who is very insistent that the creature that this person they're finding. Needs to be alive, mm. like whether he wants to vivisect this creature himself or this person himself. Um, he's got a weird fucking attitude straight away. He's got that. Yeah, I've been living in, a, in a, a mortuary surgery a bit too long. Yeah, and I'm not really good at dealing with people who are alive and can talk back to me, kind of thing.
0: It's cool all the same, but you know, it's a bit of a big deal. Obviously, shady dealings with the with the uh, ex-empire. Mando doesn't care. He just wants his cash.
1: Well, it's good because um, the he's kind of sketchy about the whole thing, and then. Uh, Werner Herzog's
0: character, the client, offers him up some Beskar steel. Yes, and he gives him one small slab, imperial stamped. Yep, very cool. Very cool. Um, gives him one and says, you know, there's more that came from when you when you bring us back the um the mark. We'll, uh, you know. Yeah, here's the pile that you'll get in, you know, in
1: return. And all of um, a sudden,
0: uh, he raises an eyebrow that we don't see. Yeah, and goes, "All right."
1: Yeah, which <laughs> and
0: yeah, they they make a huge deal
1: about like how difficult it is to find Beskar steel. Um, and again, this was something I loved when you got Mando going to see his other like fellow Mandalorians, like first of all the fact that we get to see other Mandalorians oh, man. and a little hint at their society. So goddamn cool. Yeah, I, I flipped. I was I It was, was so, fantastic. Like just I so, was so <laughs> well done. Like just, just the little flashes of how they would interact with each other, how their yeah. you know, their their codes, their honour all of that just worked so well. Like it made me so much more enthusiastic and keen to find out more about them.
0: Yeah, and we can touch more on it when they when they sort of come back into it. But um uh, Super quick. Beskar steel is like this um, this sort of rare metal, um, or steel for lack of a better term, either yeah. way. It's what the Mandalorians, or at least traditional Mandalorians, had their armour made out yeah, of. Yeah, which is what made them so good at their job it was basically unstoppable. Yeah. Like Adamantium. Yeah, pretty much. I was gonna go with Vibranium, but you're probably spot on with the Adamantium to be honest. Either either. Yeah. Basically he's got one and he's like, hell yeah, I want some more of this jive. So he uh he hopped foot onto his sweet little ship, which looks really cool. It's it no slave yeah. one, but it's no, really cool. It's pretty damn cool. Still. Um and then he flies to what's the planet called? Um anyway. Goes to the planet where the where the uh the, the find is meant to be and um, he comes across a. Uh, he's a moisture farmer, isn't he? That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Queel. Queel, that's right. Yeah. Um,
1: played by Nick Nolte. Yeah. It's so weird. It is weird, but his voice is so good. And such a cool nod to the fact that he was originally supposed to be Han Solo. I didn't even think of that. Nick Nolte, yeah, was originally yeah. supposed to be Han Solo. Wow.
0: How weird would the films have been? I, I can't even imagine it. Right. Uh, be a, he'd have a different kind of swagger, Just a little bit, yeah, a little bit it'd different. Be a more assholeish m- swagger, a lot, and lot more drunk. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, so he's an Ugnor,
1: yeah, which is so cool.
0: Uh, like, I mean. Favreau knows what he's doing, and like yeah. right now, everyone is just bowing down to the man for his work on this. And we're not even halfway through the first episode. It,
1: it, it says a lot that you know, he, made, he did such a good job with the original Iron Man movie, like, yeah. hinted at so many things in the wider Marvel universe that ended up becoming this huge blockbuster franchise. The oh, guy God. knows how to seed things. From a franchise to get people excited about the future possibilities. And that's exactly what he's done with The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like he's seeded so many little hints and little bits and pieces that not everyone's going to pick up on, but those who do immediately appreciate. Yeah. And they immediately get on board and they're more likely to give the show more leeway and more chance to build something.
0: Well, we first saw Ugnaughts in uh, *Empire Strikes Back*, working on uh, Bespin for uh, Lando. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like his little sort of um,
1: helper monkeys.
0: Little, yeah, basically <laughs> helper monkeys, yeah. And uh, anyway, he he strikes up conversation with with, with the Mandalorians, sort of saying, "Look, this place is sort of overrun with um, sort of like." ex-empire and all that and they're kind of like ruining his valley. He just wants peace. He's, yeah. He's gotten out of the whole war and everything. He just wants to chill out on his farm and... Um, that's it. He's had his life of servitude and he's basically paid
1: his way through servitude to have this, this peaceful peaceful valley. His free life. Yeah, that's it. Um, And he can't have that right now because it's this valley's overrun with all these ex-empire, ex-mercenary there's a lot of, like, um, Bosque lizard-type people, dudes, yeah. hanging out there, so cool. which is so cool. Yeah. Um, so he's basically like, I will give you... The training necessary to get
0: through this valley. Yeah. And I'll help you with all these other bits and pieces. He, he, so, he'll guide you to the point where you, you can take over. Yeah, that's it. He's basically like, get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking <laughs> plane. And, um, <laughs> and, um, oh, the other thing that he, he's, he's got a real interesting way of speaking, he often sort of like says a lot of things and will talk to the guy and then at the end of his statement say, I've spoken. He's
1: like a human
0: CB radio. Yeah, like he, has, of, yeah. he has to say, I've spoken and said over at the end of everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it was
1: so, like, just his kind of
0: gruff demeanor. But, like, there's a heart of gold in there as well. Yeah, like he's the, very blunt. and Yeah, that's yeah. it. I had a mate that's like, oh, man, I'm going to say that all the time now. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll wear thin really quickly. <laughs> really, really quickly. So he gets to the place where, uh, you know, the, the find is meant to be. Yeah.
1: And, and it turns um, out he's not the only, um, he's not the only merc.
0: Well, he look, he's over the ledge and he sees like a bunch of uh, like, I say stormtroopers, but I guess technically they're now ex-stormtroopers. Yeah,
1: there's kind of like some people in bits of armour, some people in no armour, like yeah. random mercenaries and whatnot. Some are like
0: in like, S- Scout trooper, mm. um, uniforms. yeah, like scouts and sand yeah, troopers like and all the ones. Yeah, yeah, It's kind of like a mishmash of all, yeah, and, um, which
1: is kind of a good metaphor for the fact that the empire's collapsed and it's uh, yeah. like you know, every man for himself, regardless of what background you come from. I yeah. thought
0: that was kind of cool. It's all your work for them. You want to keep going yet? Sure, come over here. And uh, they're clearly protecting whatever it is that Mandalorian's after, yeah. And whilst he's watching this go down, like be still my beating heart, um, in, in walks, what originally you look at and go, oh my God, that's IG-88, but it's not. It's IG-11. Yeah, uh, It's basically an assassin droid. Uh, IG-88 is one of the bounty hunters you see in Empire Strikes Back, which uh, always intrigued me uh, as a youngster. Um, big fan of uh, th- that scene. All those guys that have yep. seemed always so minimal. Obviously, it was the introduction to Boba Fett that we all sort of... That's
1: it. Focused Mute. on,
0: um, and forever, like, uh, I've, I'm, like I've said, I love droids and robots. I grew up loving Transformers, I love mechs in anime, and mm-hmm. that always thought IG 8 was cool. He's on my arm, um, but this being uh, it looks exactly the same, it's just a different model, I guess. But we finally eventually get to see an IG unit in action, and, and it is so glorious, the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> and it did not let me down. So, um, Mandalorian kind of knows exactly what's up, it's an assassin droid, he's like. Oh great. Yeah cuz he's, cause like, he's, he's like, a, I hate these things. Yeah cuz he's planning like a
1: a raid by night sort of thing like undercover cover of darkness sneak in stealth mission. And this IGA unit just walks up and is like, like... marches through the middle. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, come and get me, motherfuckers. All <laughs> <yes. It's> like, <laughs> um, it's, which was so cool. It
0: is so cool. And he, the movements of mm. the robot, because you don't really see him move properly. And it, it looked really cool. And um, Never
1: mind the fact that it's voiced yeah.
0: by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yeah, So son. cool. It's, yeah. And again,
1: and, just getting somebody involved who clearly gives such a shit about the Star Wars lore and universe and the fact yeah. that he directed the finale of this episode he this did, season as well. Man,
0: what a job he did. Um, so good. Okay, so the the sort of goes down and you know Mandal- the Mandos kind of like, all right, shit, we got to move now. So he sort of hops down and um you know it doesn't take long for the IG unit to start just shooting the shit out of people. Yeah, And his obviously his head is model sectioned and can spin around so he can see where he needs to see, but his torso spins around a lot and his arms are flying back and forth. You can see <laughs> yep. basically all around him and he's just pegging people off left and right. That's it. He's
1: got like guns
0: coming out of every orifice
1: almost and it's like... It's all I could ever have hoped for. <laughs> it's so cool. I was just like welling up with tears of joy. And you can almost like, again, back to the fact that they use like physical effects, you can almost feel... The cogs moving inside this machine. It's
0: well, kind of old and kind of yeah. That's rusty it. That's it. Kind it's, of which shitty. is which
1: is what you would expect. You wouldn't send some like t- high tech, state of the art droid out to the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you need something that's kind of weather beaten and something that can handle these conditions because it's this shitty, dust ridden, yeah. s-
0: desert planet. And they're assassin droids, so they're made to kill. Yeah, like they're made to hunt and kill. That's and it. like like just. The the perfect weapon. And uh, eventually, obviously, they they start to get overrun a bit and sort of Mando says to the IG unit, hey, K how about we team up, we get the catch, and we'll split the profits. Yeah, this is acceptable. This is acceptable. And there's a lot of times where they kind of seem to be outnumbered and he's like, I'll go into self-destruct mode. And he yeah, like goes like... to, like, blow them up. Because <laughs> yeah. the whole thing he says, he's, he's like, I cannot be captured. Yeah. So it's like these droids are programmed that if you're ever about to be captured, because obviously they don't want them to be reprogrammed yeah. and used for anyone's that's sort of it. whim. So the they, manufacturers they have built in,
1: built in this self-destruct sequence yeah. where it's like, if you're about to, if you cannot
0: see a way out, you must blow yourself up. And them preferably with you. Yeah, if, ideally. If not. Yeah. <laughs> uh so they basically they, they do away with the troopers. Lots of action ensues. It is cool as all hell. Yeah. Um and then we get into the room.
1: Yeah, they track they track the little hockey puck thing that they've got. Yeah, they um, got a
0: little I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. tracker thingy. Yeah, like a little tracker node thing. <laughs> um It's a Nokia thirty three ten. that's why it's so indestructible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's made out of Beskar Steel. Um, and then <clears throat> they go inside and um they, they kill one person who's trying to actually there's a couple that are trying to kill him. Yeah, they're kind and of like then, the last um, last resistance. Yeah, so. and then IG's like, I, I sense one more life form. Then they uh, walk up to this little sort of stack of crap and um sort of opens up yeah there's like this floating egg chamber thing yeah and they open it. you don't, up. You don't see it first true and then mando is kind of like it's meant to be 50 years old and then ig's like different species age differently yeah and then he pulls a gun on it yeah as you do yeah that's what i would do yeah <laughs> and it turns out we see what exactly the catch is and yeah son it's uh it's basically a
1: baby yoda yeah. It's a tiny little baby Yoda. No, it's obviously not Yoda himself. It's the similar oh, it's species. Co- it caused such a stir on the internet, People didn't it? People lost their goddamn mind. Jesus. Holy shit. It was like, well, I'm going to throw him under the bus a little bit. Jay's theory was that it was like a time traveling Yoda. Uh,
0: no. Yeah, correct response. That's so <laughs> fucking dumb. Basically, it's a baby of whatever species Yoda is. <clears throat> Uh, we don't know what the name of the species is. Personally, I hope we never find out. Yeah, me too. I don't want to know where they're from or what they're called. It's one of the things that I like being left vague. Yep. But it's a baby one of whatever Yoda and even Yaddle is. Yeah. And uh, the thing was, everyone straight away on the internet everything's like, oh, baby Yoda. That's just the name everyone knows it by And now. people were stomping their feet going, no, it's not baby Yoda. It's a baby version of what that is. And it's like, well, we all know this, but the fucker doesn't have a name.
1: Well, that's it. They, get, they refer to it in the credits and in every bit of official correspondence as the child. The child. In the same way that Werner Herzog's character is just the client.
0: Yeah, um, which that's that's cool and all well, well, but I, I just find it easy to say Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. Are you, hashtag... is, that what you,
0: is that what you call it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so if you just went, oh, to say yeah, Baby yeah. Yoda. Yeah. I apologise to the people that it upsets. I just find it a lot easier. It is way easier. Until
1: we know a name or it gets given a name, it's Baby Yoda for the time being.
0: Surely Mando's going to name it in, in in the second season. You'd imagine so, right? Like, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, well, that's one thing that I said to you prior to starting this. Everyone in Star Wars, for the most part, has weird names. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but anyway, so he sees this baby, and it, good Lord, if it is not the cutest fucking thing Hold. the world has ever seen.
1: And again, in the same way that everyone lost their minds about naming it Baby Yoda, the internet exploded with, like. with
0: memes. And that was the main spoiler... Mm. prior to Australia getting Disney Plus was that photos of this little fella which was the big twist of the first episode which I'm so glad I legally downloaded because I had friends that were spoiled by it and I was like man I was angry they got it spoiled Yeah, Um, but anyway
1: it was such a huge revelation and the fact that they'd managed the fact that they'd managed to keep it under wraps because there was no merchandise produced
0: there was no like well, I thought there'd be some out for Christmas, but they obviously didn't jump the gun because they knew it would get out because that's, that's it's it. 2019. They knew, they knew
1: that manufacturing, nobody would be able to keep their fucking mouth shut. Something would leak. Somebody would nick something and go home and yeah. you know scan it online or whatever for Twitter clout and all that kind of stuff.
0: It's also a actual puppet. I believe it cost about a million dollars. Um, But, yeah, like, just seeing that, like, I audibly made a loud noise when I saw, like, you see this image of this, like, adorable little baby version of Yoda. I was just like, oh! Yeah, that's it. And then uh, IG pulls a gun on it, and you hear the gunshot, and you think... No, and it turns out Mando's just shot IG in the head, Yeah, he puts his hand out, and you see the little little baby Yoda hand pop up, yep. and we've just spent nearly an hour talking about just the first episode. Yeah,
1: that tells you everything you need to know about how much detail and depth there is to the show. And how good. Yeah, well, this is it, and from this point, you basically get... Lone Wolf and Cub.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you
1: totally get that vibe. Um so Mando takes the child back with him. Yeah. Um, He's doing his job. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's got this whole mentality of like, the job is the We're job. We're now into episode two. Yeah. Um, yeah, he
0: takes it back to, um, to Navarro. He gets jumped by some boss type creatures. And uh, as you do. Yeah, you see. Um,
1: shit, yeah. Go, shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> shit yeah. goes he down. He
0: uses his big rifle, which disintegrates people, oh, so good, giving man. weight to the line that Vader says in Empire to Boba Fett, like yep. no disintegration. I'm just like... Giddy up, there man. I'm like I'm all aboard and then some. Like yep. just take my money and have some more. <laughs> just give me more of this shit. Yeah, that's it. I feel like a junkie watching this. He takes it back to um to the client. Yeah. Yeah, drops drops the child off, <laughs> gets his best gas steal. Um He asks, What are you gonna do with it? Which is actually against the code. Uh, yeah,
1: and it's a huge deal because you see him drop these other um the other bounties off previously. He doesn't give a shit.
0: Could not give a toss. Couldn't
1: care less. But this one, and you get is this where we get like some brief little flashes of him as a child? I think
0: you get a tiny bit. A yeah. tiny
1: little bit. And it's like, you know, there's some past trauma where he was a child and his parents were killed in front of him and all that mm. kind of thing. Um But but the climate And that was, and that was him, pre that was pre Mandalore. Yeah. Like that's before he has the helmet, but oh, before yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it's like He's a oh, kid kid. there's a hint at not all Mandalorians are born Mandalorian necessarily, or is this like, again, hinting at things without needing to explicitly say them.
0: That haven't been overly touched on. I mean, yeah. our, our main knowledge of Mandal- Mandalorians obviously comes from Expanded Universe and stuff. They touched on quite a bit in the Rebels TV series mm, as that's well. That's it. Very good show if you absolutely. Seen it. Um, but um, the client tells him, it's none of your concern what we do with this child. Gives him a big fat stack of uh, Beskar Steel, and then he goes to this underground little hangout yep. of Mandalorians. It's, it's like a... A safe haven, I guess. There's mm. Mandalorians just, just, just kicking it all over the shop. Yep. And a lot of them are kind of even like... It sounds weird to say staring him down... Um, <laughs> but yeah they are because like... they all wear helmets mm. but then you see uh, I don't know the grand poobah with the gold helmet and the horns which yep. was just cool so as hell so cool and he um, it, it's so like um, RPG he cashes in his best steel gets a bunch of new armor made because mm-hmm. his chest plates aren't best scar steel on yep. that. and he gets a whole new set of armor he levels, he levels up
1: and that's it it's like a huge rite of passage that they say you know you've you've brought some for yourself you brought some for the children so that the children can have helmets made mm. and that, so that the children can have some protection it's like a huge rite of passage that they go through. This is the way. This is the way. It's
0: like the creed of the Mandalore. So um, good. It's very cool and it's something that there's been a lot of cool memes of. The memes from this show just, Insane, insane. Um, <clears throat> but he gets, his, he gets his new armor which is really cool to see getting made. Just little mm. things like that go a long way. Yeah, they do. So he's suited up, he's shiny, he's new, he's leveled up. And again,
1: like to go back to the John Favreau thing, we saw in the original Iron Man movie, we saw Tony Stark building that original, you know, old school armor in the cave. And we saw that whole, you know, forged in the heat of battle kind of vibe. And then we saw him going through the process of, you know, Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, et cetera, et cetera, building these different versions of the Iron Man armor. This had that kind of vibe where it's like... Yeah, Favreau's a total nerd. As he's finding himself, (laughs) as he's finding his, you know, place in the world, his his armor reflects that kind of thing. Yeah. Which I think is fucking awesome. And he levels up. That's it. Absolutely. (laughs) So he decides, you know what? Yeah, he kind of looks at all the kids running around in the in the Mandalor
0: like little space, and he kind of has this vibe of like. Oh wait, there was the the ball before that, wasn't there? Was that before that?
1: Remind me of the ball
0: when he's got the the gear stick and little baby Yoda steals That's the right. Ball. When he's on the ship, and he going goes, back. he goes to leave in his ship, and he sees the ball missing on mm. on the on the gear stick or yep. whatever, and he's like, kind of like, yeah, I'm not cool with this. Yeah, yeah. He has this like this flashback, basically being. That's when you get the fight. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: you get this whole thing of like. It is actually a person, mm. like I was. I can't. Child. Pretend, I can't just pretend it's a. It's another mark. It is a child, despite it being fifty years old. Yeah. It he, does, he doesn't
0: like when it's like adults that are making their own decisions and all that. Yeah. There's no, like, no remorse. You know, whilst it's fifty, it's a baby, and he's like, yeah, nah, I'm not. I'm not cool with this. No. That's so not. he goes back and tears shit up. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> you see little baby Yoda like pinned down and like sort of. And they're like zapping him and putting him on this kind of like yeah. a probe table, kind of weird thing. That's it. And it's heartbreaking to see. It's pretty fucked up. Like throughout the duration of this show, when he's in like any mild danger, I'm like, I fucking swear, if something yeah. happens to this little guy, I'm like on a plane and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick up dust. Yep. Like, it's I'm gonna get get hell mad here. And um, <laughs> just ask Jason
1: Schwartzman's Twitter. Just, just
0: <laughs> go to Hollywood and start kicking people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, he goes back to where um, he he dropped off the child, and he just kills a heap of people it's so well done like you you get to see the
1: full range of like his abilities he's got like the flamethrower in the arm he's got you know the you know the grappling hook and all that kind of stuff he does a full scorpion get over here kind of vibe
0: guns a million yeah uh takes the child and uh shoots the hell out of everyone um and then as he goes out obviously um the client he hits a buzzer like hey this guy's breaking guild code so not yeah. only does he have the remaining stormtroopers after him, every bounty hunter, which there is a hell of a lot about, yeah, because obviously the, empire, the the former empire is yep. dishing out a lot of lot of jobs. Well, that's it, and
1: you get the whole thing of you know before he goes to Werner Herzog and the client to go and steal the child back, he goes back in to see grief, mm. and he's got his new armor. Yeah. So, there's this whole envy look of all the other bounty hunters going, This motherfucker steals all our jobs and is the best of the best. Oh, look, now he's all fancy with his best cast steel armor as well. So, now when Ferner Herzog does the whole, he's broken the code, he's persona non grata, he's i'm putting a target. A, I'm putting a bounty out on yeah. this motherfucker. Everyone. Everybody wants a piece of him.
0: And he gets into some serious like shit. Yeah, um, basically,
1: then the rest of the series now is him on the run being hunted by the other stormtroopers by the other bounty hunters and you get this this awesome like galaxy hopping kind of you just get a tour of the shit that people
0: go through who are not skywalkers or jedi or sith yeah, yeah. which is awesome and everyone's after him uh he's he's fighting his way off just to get back to his ship and then a bunch of mandalorians come to his aid oh it's so good and he's kind of he'll kind of even turn someone one and says look i've broken the code i've brought this on myself. And they're just like, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah, and they they all basically show up
1: because at this point there's this this idea that nobody knows how many Mandalorians are actually around. No, it's like they're almost a myth. When you see one, that's it. When you see one, it's like you know spotting a, a rare unicorn in the in the wild. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, Amanda, a Mandalorian. We've only heard the stories. We've only done this. We've only done that. Um, so it's almost like it's almost like a big reveal. Yeah, that's it. You get this whole thing of, and it's like they've all got the jetpacks. They've they all got different. Everyone. They've all got different weaponry. It's like this whole Power Rangers team up sort of like. good thing. To see <laughs> oh, the the heavy gunner oh, Mandalorian. Oh, man. Jesus just, Christ, just the coolest so shit levels. ever. Like, so badass. Yeah.
0: Everyone listening yeah. to this is going to be struggling for us to sort of say bad things. Yeah. But I uh, know it was so cool. Uh Mando gets away, he's flying off, and one of his fellow Mandalorians is jetpacking on the side of the ship, gives him a little salute, and he's kind of like, I had to get one of those. Yeah. And then he uh twists the little uh the little ball off the gear stick,
1: throws it, throws it to-, it to
0: baby Yoda <laughs> and and the gnaws and and ensue yeah. end of episode two. Yeah. Episode three, different setting. It's a forest planet. He's sort of going to sort of lay low for a bit. Yeah and uh he finds this uh this planet that's overrun with these uh pug people <laughs> they have the faces of pugs <laughs> <laughs> um again there's kind of loose ties to the empire yeah um basically a a little village that kind of farm and like you know it's almost like a like a rice um, yeah, rice it. plantation or fishing sort of uh group uh, very humble and and home like or whatever. Yeah, we can kind of skip through this one pretty quickly. The, the yeah. main crux of it is he 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 leaves Baby Yoda with them, and the kids love him. And there's this kind of like motherly sort of character. Yeah, you
1: get this kind of thing where like he um he sees the life he could have if he wasn't a Mandalorian. Yeah, because it's like this is where you get more of him like kind of in, you yeah, know, showing the almost religious aspect of being a Mandalorian. Yeah,
0: where it's like he has the opportunity to take his helmet off, but he doesn't. Well, he says he's like no no living thing can see me without my um without my helmet, Mm. and And so they
1: like they bring him food and all that kind of thing. But then they leave him alone so that he can take his helmet off and eat and that kind of thing, which is cool because up until this point we've never seen him eat or drink anything like not even sipping a straw, sticking a straw under the helmet or anything like that. It's a good point. My whole thing was showering.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh God, yeah. (laughs) Like like he must smell terrible. (laughs) That helmet must smell poorly. Oh God. Uh, Um. But um, he uh, obviously he's hanging out, and he's kind of like, yeah, okay, I can trust you. You guys are giving me food, being sweet to me. Look after this little shit." Um, yeah,
1: and then he he basically skedaddles over to the um the bar on this planet,
0: <laughs> as you do, as you God. do. Yeah, to find not him. That ever, not that we ever see him drink, but he goes to get a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it. But he go, It's more as as a Mandalorian as a bounty hunter. He's going for information. Mm. He's trying to find out who knows he's there. He's trying to find out where else he can potentially jump from this planet um, and runs into a familiar face.
0: Yeah, uh, the character's name is Kara June. Yep. She's a former shock trooper with the Rebellion.
1: Mm. Yeah, Gina Carano.
0: Yeah. What did you think? Awesome. Did a great job. I thought she did a great job. I saw a
1: few people kind of like shit-talking her and being like, oh, you know, she was a bit, she was a bit wooden, she was a bit this, she was a bit of that. She's a hard ass though. Yeah. I mean,
0: legit MMA fighter. Well,
1: that's it. Her character that is supposed to be a badass with a heart of gold. Yeah, that sounds like Gina Carano to me. I think she did a fantastic job.
0: Uh, yeah, I I really dug it. Can't fold it. No. I did, I didn't think her acting was. Um, I mean, wasn't like the best thing I've ever seen, but I don't think it was bad. And it, didn't, it suited. Didn't need to be anything more. No,
1: that's it. it. Didn't need to be anything more than what she was given.
0: And she also kind of said to 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 Mando like kind of like, Hey, look, this is my turf. Off you hop. Yeah, that's it. And he's kind of like, look, I just need to do this, that, and the other. She's like, all right, cool.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, like they have this whole thing of we're both persona non grata with the empire or with the Bandy hunter guild and all that kind of thing. Just let me hang out here. This yeah. is this is my my off world hideout. You keep moving. Don't bring mm. don't bring trouble. Don't bring heat down on I me. I won't
0: be here long. I won't step on your turf. Just, yeah. just let me safe passage. That's it. Uh, but this little village where he's he's parked our uh, baby Yoda right there, sort of uh, under the thumb of this uh like a gang of whatevers uh they've got themselves an ATST, That's so cool. Which is, uh, cool and again it's all banged up to shit it's 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 horrible yep. looking and rusty and all that but it you know in on some little humble little village sort of forest planet yeah it's just destroying everything in and, they're sort and it, of
1: the, the man the way they did this is almost like a jaws style the less you see the more terrifying as well so cause you right. see footprints first that's it and yeah. you get like just the glowing red of the eyes and glowing red of the lasers and then like mist surrounding it super cool so well done I was yeah. like yeah if you just saw that thing in the daylight you'd be like oh yeah whatever but seeing it in this kind of, like say being a shitty little you know farming community they've never seen anything like this
0: it's 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 so cool and uh basically cuz they keep stealing shit off this village mando and um and uh what's the name and karajun Kara. yeah yeah they they basically say all right look let's let's put a stop to this shit before yep. i hop on my way so they Really, really quickly, like super quick baby montage. Yeah. Uh, teach some of them how to fight. Give them sort of homemade weapons and stuff. And they say, right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. They get together a little plan. And the next time this uh, gang sort of rummage through the village, they take them on. Yeah. And they're atst. And uh, yeah, basically, basically, they kind of um, they save the day a little basically. bit. Basically, they save the day. The village is all good. And the one thing that was really cool about it, I think this was episode four. Um. Where we're at at the moment, he kind of says to this this motherly woman, kind of like, you know, would you be willing to take care of the child? And uh, it kind of seems like he's gonna
1: he's gonna give it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! We actually we jumped over an episode where the Jar was and all that. Yeah,
1: that was kind of went on the same planet as the Ugnor. Yeah, that's right. You got uh, a whole episode of like basically. How do we skip this? <sighs> <laughs> Man, we were just trying so excited to get to Baby Yoda, really. Basically,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, w- all you need to really know about that episode is uh, the Jawas make him get the horn of this rhinoceros kind of creature and whilst it nearly kills the Mandalorian... At the moment when it's about to kill him, Baby Yoda like Force grabs, just it. lifts this gigantic monster of a thing up in the air and saves Mando. He kills the monster, and the funny thing is, after Baby Yoda uses the Force, he just like drops him past. Yeah, it that's out. It. He's like sleepy it's, like, time, like, sleepy straight straight away. time. Yeah, yeah. So you find out that not only is he one of whatever these species are called, but he's massively Force sensitive he's, he's as well. He's powerful with the Force. That's it. Uh, Super which is cool which is moment. which is
1: important for later on.
0: It sure is, and um, yeah, sorry we skipped over that. Yeah. Uh, basically, he he says to this woman about looking after. Um, yeah, looking after the, the child, but then he finds out that you know people are on their way. Like people know about this thing and going to constantly come to it. He's like, okay, if I leave this baby here. This village is never going to be safe. Yeah, because so. they
1: find like an assassin. Gina Carano manages to kill this assassin that's coming for him and the child. Um, and they find like a little, a uh, little tracking nub. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's got our names on it and our DNA on it. They're after us. We won't be able to stay here. This child will never be safe. You'll never be safe we can't leave you in danger. Like, the moral compass is kind of starting to develop now that Mando's out of the guild, technically. Yeah. He's starting to develop that moral compass.
0: He's also kind of like, the safest place for this child is by my side. That's it. Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, so good. So <laughs> badass. So he's like, all right, well, bless you, lovely woman who could have been my wife in another life. Yep. I'm out. That's it. I've um, to go. I've got to go take some
1: jobs, make some money so I can get more... Armor, I can get better ships. Uh, Yeah. I can get some
0: protection for us. Comes into play in episode five. That's it. Yeah. So, start of episode five, he's uh, cruising down the street in his (laughs) 6'4 and um, gets into a bit of an air battle. He is a real motherfucking G. He is the real motherfucking G. Um, Oh, man. He's so good, <laughs> um, and uh, his his ship gets shot to shit. So he uh, he parks it on a planet. Turns out to be Moss Eisley on Tatooine. As you do, very familiar ground. Obviously, Tatooine is such a big part of the Star Wars universe that we know. Yeah, obviously, it's so massive and, and vast. But as far as especially yeah. what they're going for, trying to grab that sort of uh, original trilogy vibe, cool as hell. He takes his ship to this this woman. Um, mechanic. Yeah, he's got a bunch of little, uh, those little droids from Episode One. Yeah, and we smack their nose, and they they crumple up. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Oh, look, I need to, you know, I need to sort of have my shit fixed." She's like, "Well, it's going to cost you this." He's like, i like, I ain't got no money, man." Yeah, but so he-, he happens to be on the home of the huts where you know <laughs> yeah. money's quite easy to come by if That's you're in, in the in the business that he is. Uh, he also gets this woman, uh, Pelimoto is her name. Yeah, gets her to look after the child well cause yeah he's babes. fairly trusting at times of where to jump ch- well
1: cause, cause Yoda baby Yoda like wakes up out of nowhere and just kind yeah. of starts wandering like does his cute little waddle oh, down, so cute. down the stairs of the I ship. love it it's a practical effect it's too. so good it's so much better that way yeah. like it's not doing 15 backflips
0: like CGI Yoda I did pregles. like that though but it served its purpose in those times yeah that's but, it this um, is so much better in my opinion yes it is and, and cause he walks like a little baby learning yeah, how to walk yeah that's it stuff, exactly even though he's 50 that's it um but yeah so she 's she 's looking after the child he 's like all right i 'm going to go off and yeah, he 's kind of like i don 't have a choice
1: i can 't just stay here with my wrecked ship, looking up looking after baby Yoda on my own somebody 's going to find us, and we 've got no way of escaping. You look after the kid i 'll pay you an extra bonus i 'm going to go i 'm going to go take this job, yeah, because if it's, i don 't, we have no way it's of the realization
0: that 's very almost hardly ever touched upon in Star Wars he's like I need money yeah like you get the whole like Han Solo like hey just 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 pay me what you owe me yeah and you get the whole sort of smugglers and bounties and stuff but this is one of the times where someone's literally like shit I need cash yeah if I don't have money
1: then what are we gonna do
0: yeah so we, uh, he goes to do a job and he comes across a, a wannabe bounty hunter and he's like, hey, man, I know of a job. And right, because he can't really take a job because he's out he's, of the guild. He's, he's grata. Yeah, that's it. And, um, so he, and so he works with this
1: little wannabe who's got a good job up his sleeve, mm. but he doesn't have the ability and the know how that Mando does.
0: Yeah, so he's kind of like, all right, cool. I'll come with you. I'll help you do the job and I'll put in a good word to you for other people that'll get you in the guild and blah, 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 blah. Um, kind of goes awry, though.
1: Yeah, this, this little scumbag basically hangs him out to dry. Mm. It's pretty, it's like, it's very well done. I uh, like the idea of like you show what a, a young little scumbag Merc will do and like a and wannabe Bounty Hunter will do to get that rep and to get that esteem in the, in the guild.
0: Yeah. And um, you never get the feeling that he's the, the full lot either. Like he's kind of like uh, more talk than action.
1: And you get the idea that he's like some rich boy playing at Bounty yeah. Hunter as well, which yeah. I think was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the mark for their um, their capture is played by uh, Ming-Na Wen, mm. which is awesome. It was, like, so cool. it was so cool to see her pop up, yeah. even briefly. Um, yeah, they did a great job with her. There's Again, there's an implied kind of history with her and Mando, Yeah, whether it's just because they both respect each other's abilities or whether it's they've actually worked together in the past Yeah, um, or just know each other's reputation, that sort of thing. Um, again, it's a good standoff. Yeah, and again, implied without having to explicitly state, so good. So much They're, better, though. There's that the way.
0: higher ground in there as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, nobody got burnt to a crisp and lost a bunch yeah. of limbs, though. No, but that was kind of like, they are pretty <laughs> much like, okay,
0: we, we're just going to wait here and, and wait it out. And the yeah. guy's like, no, no, we got to go. He's like, no, no, no. you got to play the long game, play the smart game. We can outdo this person. Yep. It's two of us. Rah, 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 rah. Uh, again. Really well done. Really well done. Doesn't go to plan. No, no, yeah. it doesn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anything run smoothly in the Star Wars universe? Oh, of course. Anyway, it um leads to like double crossing and you know everything coming around. Anyway, he ends up getting his shit. He goes back to um back to the lady, gets his ship back, gets little little Bubba Yoda, yeah, and uh, he's, he he's off on his way. That's uh, it. He undoes
1: the double cross, comes yeah. out on top, sorts the ship, is on his merry way. Yeah. Um, from this point, this is the prison planet. Prison episode,
0: oh, yeah. I've
1: got to be honest, I think this might have been my favourite of the whole season.
0: Okay, so it, it kind of, that last episode and this one that we're about to talk about, it kind of started to feel a little self-contained each week. Yeah, Some people didn't like, some people did like. I was enjoying what was happening, so I couldn't give a shit either way. Yep. I really dug it. The prison one was really cool. Not relevant to the overall story, so let's try and... I'm assuming the way that they did this episode was to lead for season two. Yeah. like really felt like they
1: introduced a lot of characters at once because they're going to team up and come after the Mandalorian and the child in season two. And it's like, you need to have some antagonists built in yeah. ready for season two. So it's not just all him versus the guild or him versus the empire and that kind of thing, which I thought was awesome. I thought it was mean, really, really cool. Whilst it's quite
0: self-contained, loved it. Like, love yeah. loved it.
1: And um, I loved, one thing we haven't mentioned so far, the soundtrack work. Oh, Unbelievable! Man. Like the yeah. whole the theme song and all that kind of thing. It has this
0: real—it's um, almost tribal.
1: What's yes, like Basil Paladaris who did the original Conan soundtracks. Like it's really, got that, it's got it sounds like that's got the that Anvil of Crom kind of vibe to it, oh, like that. Yeah. Until you get to this prison episode, and the whole thing has this fucking synth heavy Blade Runner sort of vibe, yeah. even with the like neon lighting in the prison. Uh, that man. oh, just lost my shit. Yeah. I had such a blast with this episode.
0: <laughs> Basically, you mess up with an old friend who's Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even bother to change no. any of his look. Playing the same character. I'm surprised he didn't have his patch on. I was about to say, <laughs> where, where
1: was the vest? It might as well have been on as well.
0: But um, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's an old uh, bounty slinging friend? And he's like, hey, cool. Because once again, he's like, okay, I need more money. Yeah, that's it. Um, so he picks up a job where they've got to go to this, this prison ship. Yeah. And, and again, um, it's kind of under the table. It's
1: like, yeah, you owe me a favor yeah I'll give you money not through the guild channels. I'll just pay you under the table so that you can still get a job and get of money he's a mate yeah that's mando it. mate mando mate um and but he has to run this mission with a few other bounty a few other bounty hunters of ill repute
0: oh yeah they're all they're all complete scum, especially um, Bill Burr. one's a um at yep. With the uh, yeah, the with the, the I'm, I'm doing the hand yeah, gestures the, the, of the, like the worm hair yeah, the the, uh, the, the the double heads. I love those things. Yep. Um, a random human dude, a giant um, I don't even know what they call the dudes with the two devil horns. Yeah, but they're massive.
1: The fact that that's Clancy Brown is the best shit so ever. So
0: cool. And there's a droid. Uh, what's, I, I never remember the actor's name. Uh, Richard Ayoade. Yeah, Moss
1: from the IT crowd. Yeah,
0: he's also this Shaman from the Mighty Boosh. Yeah. I love this man, <laughs> and he's a great voice for yeah. a droid.
1: And it's, uh, it's he's got like that kind of bug, sort of insect look to him as yeah. a droid as well. But he has this whole thing of like just pure logic. Yeah. Of like, yeah, do what do what you need to do to get this mission done. If any of you get left behind, I don't care. Yeah, he gives no shit. <laughs> That's it. Like
0: he takes over the flying of 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 Mando's ship. And like jumps into light speed without telling him, That's stops at light speed, and they all go flying and forward. He's like, in the this ship. is the most efficient way to
1: do things, yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Which is so cool.
0: And whilst they're all they're all kind of sizing up Mando, they don't like the cut of his jib and they're kinda of like, Yeah, who do you think you are?
1: Yeah, there's like again, there's an implication that they've worked together in the past
0: and one of the missions didn't exactly go the way they all wanted. No one trusts anyone. No they also stumble across Baby Yoda. Yeah. And the guy's like, what is this? Is this some kind of pet? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't
1: pick you for the type." I love the idea that they have no idea yeah. what this thing is because, yeah, why would they know?
0: And like, it's so out of place for someone like as, as cold as steel as the Mandalorian yeah. to have this little cutesy little like that's it you know and he, and
1: he and he can't give anything away he can't like say it's a mark that he's taking or like something he's delivering for a job because they'll or just or if he sells that he like
0: clearly loves it
1: that's it like because they'll turn around and just nick it or mm. kill it or do something just to fuck with shit. it and he's like just trying to play it as cool as possible mm. and just get the mission done and get money and get the hell out of there um again the, the mission goes awry yeah Everything they
0: get to the prison yeah. and uh not everything goes to plan no. surprise right? what a show <laughs> uh the guy they look they looking to break out is another another Twi'lek. he's a, a dude and a very big muscular one at that um very cool look uh there's like droids like sort of um guard droids there which um you get a moment where they're kind of under fire from a bunch of the droids and all the um all the other sort of bounty folk are kind of a bit under their head and kind of go oh, shit what's gonna happen what's gonna yeah, happen yeah they have this whole thing of like
1: well you're so good man you sorted out you know you're you're the best of the best and all this kind of thing and then and suddenly he's not, not there ever. <laughs> yeah and he's not there sh- shows up behind all these droids and just fucking wrecks shit
0: wipes the floor it's such a good yeah. scene takes them all out and just kind of just keeps walking like come on guys we have got a job to do let's get this done chop chop
1: it was kind of nice to see because up until like now a lot of the episodes he wasn't at peak. Level yeah. because he's having to stop and keep an eye on Baby Yoda or whatever else is going
0: on. Here he just gets to let loose, yeah. Because Baby Yoda's in the car with the window down, listening to his favorite music. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so good. <laughs> and um, then, um, that- yeah, he just gets to go completely fucking nuts. Oh, take out a bunch sweet. of droids. Basically, throw the
0: gauntlet down to these bounty hunters, saying, "Don't fuck with me." Yeah, I am as good as you've said. You've heard. They then go because um they get alerted to actual humans or. I don't know if humans are actually humans in the Star Wars world. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the people that are running the ship are kind of like, you know, they kill a couple of them. There's one left over and he's like, Hey, I press this button and all the rebellion is going to be here to bust your ass. Yep. They're kind of like, Hey, Hey, we're just here for this one guy, this big guy here. Let us go and you'll live. And it's kind of like this really weird standoff. It's a
1: hell Mexican standoff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, And uh, obviously being the shit people they are, they, yeah. they, they just want to be done with him or whatever, but they end up turning on Mando. They lock him in, um, one yeah, the, the prison cells.
1: Lock. they basically switch his place with the, the other Twilight, the big oversized mm. um, powerhouse. And yeah, he gets betrayed, double crossed, has to fight his way out, has to figure some way out because of none of his rockets or flamethrowers or anything work. Yeah, in it's this a cell. prison. It's built
0: for People, shit like that. That's <laughs> it. It's, yeah. it's built
1: for scumbags, basically. Yeah. How um, does he get out again? Uh, um, he lassoes one of the droids over, that's drags right. it over, basically hacks it, uses the internal circuitry to hack it open. And from that point, you basically get like a Terminator hunt.
0: Oh, it's so good. It's he, so good. He just pegs them all off one by one, um, <laughs> so which is really cool. You get a flashback to um, the Shaman from the Mighty Boosh as a droid gets a message from um, from Grief, from yep. Carl Weathers, which comes into play very importantly for the remaining episodes. Um, and then basically he fights his way out, kills everyone. Um, he's uh, – wait, there's – he delivers the the guy back doesn't he to yep. to uh to bobby from sons of anarchy yep. and he leaves the
1: little tracking fob <laughs> yeah. that the guy called the empire uh, they called the rebellion yeah. so they all show up at this you know scumbag's little hideout
0: cuz when he leaves after dropping off the the douchebag to uh to bobby from sons of anarchy yeah. he's flying off and bobby's just like Kill him. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they realise that um that the big Twilight has been t- been yep. tagged by this thing, and all of a sudden all these rebel ships yep. rock up
1: because he shows up by himself with the Twilight because yeah. he's locked all these other dudes away. Um, there's the implication that he's killed them all, but then the fact that we get a shot of them, I'm like, oh well, that's mm. season two sorted. Like they're they definitely going to come back to be a problem to haunt him that's later right. on. He locks them
0: up, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, in the same yeah. cell that
1: he was in. That's like a big yeah. fuck you kind of thing.
0: Uh, he kills the droid though. um and basically yeah basically they're sort of done with the they they get shot at by the the rebellion troopers uh rocking up and all that and uh he ends up getting the message that's uh, i think the start of the next one or the end of that one and it's basically Carl weathers um he has a plan yeah
1: yeah he's, he's offering like come back um we'll pretend to give the child up because our town's been completely overrun with fucking ex-Empire dudes now. Yeah, they um, want they want Baby Yoda yeah. bad and
0: they also want Mandalorian dead. Yeah, so
1: and it's... they're not letting the guild operate the normal way anymore because they're basically forcing everybody to go out hunting for the child and hunting for you. Mm. So for business to get back to normal, for you to get back to normal, um, we have to do something about the, the remnants of the Empire that are on Navarro. So he has to go back, makes a little detour along the way in the next episode to pick up um, Quill the Ugnaught this I found a little bit weird that he picked Quill mm. to come and help him. Like I would have thought Mechanic Lady who showed such an affinity to baby Yoda, maybe go yeah. maybe go pick her up to look after baby Yoda if you need somebody to look after him. Maybe I I suppose you need somebody who can protect him, who's a bit more physical, but she showed such an affinity, maybe that's yeah. again maybe that's going to be a season 2 thing when he's he's obviously like kind of slowly building a crew.
0: Yeah, I I I think she'll come back into play. I would imagine um, so. But yeah, basically um uh, grief. Grief is like cool. We'll we'll pretend to hand over the target or whatever. Yeah, you can kill the client, and uh, basically we'll wipe out what's left, and um, you know, we'll yeah. be fine to do our own ways. And he goes, "I'll get you back into the guild."
1: Yeah, that's and so he of- yeah. So his whole thing is, he goes back, picks up Quill. Quill has
0: IG Eleven. Yes, working for him as a protector droid. Yeah, a nurse droid. A, a nurse droid. That's he right. Programs him because as soon as he walks in, oh no, he grabs um. Cara June first that's right Yeah, he grabs her and says look shit's gonna go down this is big I need a bit of backup she's like yeah nah and he's like look it's against X-Empire and she's like all right, I'm in, I'm in. in yeah. He's like, you son of a that's bitch. It. I'm in. <laughs> Puts a lollipop in her mouth that's like it. Rick and Morty. Um so he grabs her first. Yeah. Then he goes out and goes sees Quill. And then when IG walks in the room, they both pull their guns. He's like, No, 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 he's been yeah. reprogrammed. They're like, I don't trust it. That's it. Because it's just this blank droid. They look he at has, it every now and again. That's it. And he
1: has this thing the whole time of not trusting droids at all. Mm. And again, when we see the flashbacks to Mandalore, like, or him being, you know, saved by the Mandalorians and all that kind of thing, so there's a little shot of his whole people being wiped out by just all these super droids. Battle droids from that's it. from episode exactly. One. Super cool. Shows Again, the, shows the time and that's that, like it, that and well. shows why he has no trust for these droids. Oh, Again, super. one quick little flash. You didn't have to have a whole episode of all a flashback.
0: You but uh, you see a little montage of Quill uh, retraining IGs. He's had to teach him everything yep. from scratch, and he's like just crushing
1: little clay crushing cups, and like stuff. Tea <laughs> cups and stuff.
0: Uh, it's really cool, and it's sort of this funny sort of juxtaposition of like. This evil assassin droid just sort of being like, you know, a seven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, he goes to um uh, back to Navarro yep. um, with his crew in tow. Dave Navarro <laughs> gets uh gets Jane's addiction back together again yep. with Perry Farrell. Oh if only, oh, if only. Deep, deep cuts, yep. yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's got Quill with him, he's got Carajoon, baby Yoda's just chilling like a villain. Yeah. And uh, then he meets up with um with Grief, the Carl Weathers character, and he's yep. got some some goons with him. Like, all right, cool. We got to do this, and, yeah. rah, rah, and then he sees Baby Yoda, and he's kind of like, um, "Oh shit! Like, oh, oh, so this is what it is. Oh my god, look at this cute little yeah. thing!" And like, sort of, you know, it's actually quite adorable. Yeah.
1: And you get this whole scene of them like camping overnight in the desert. They get attacked yeah. by these giant, like, dragon-looking things. These like lizard monster things. Yeah. And a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of them get wounded or killed, and it turns out like their claw marks are poisonous. Uh, yeah. So-, so grief basically gets grievously wounded yeah he's he's fucked basically he's sitting there he's like oh so this is how it ends yeah baby Yoda they're like stop talking crazy that's it (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah baby Yoda waddles over and does the whole healing hands he does force healing yeah now
0: this episode dropped uh, I think a day before in America or the the day day of over here Of the Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. And this is where we're going to bump into some spoiler territory of Rise of Skywalker. Hit pause, hit stop, do what you need to do. I found this really peculiar because in the, you know, Force healing has been spoken about. We see it for the first time the day before Rise of Skywalker, and in Rise of Skywalker, Force Healing's like fuck all. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Force Heal this, Force Heal that. I'm gonna Force Heal this snake. I'll yeah. oh, Force Heal Kylo Ren. Poe's been shot. Fuck you, force like, healed, yeah. <laughs> like Force Healing and bringing back that the day. It's like just a path of the course mm. in this sequel trilogy, which is kind of a maybe a bit of a sticking point with. Um, well, they
1: kind of like they in the uh, Rise of Skywalker, they kind of hint at you have to give up some of your life force to do it. Mm. Like there's a little hint at that. Like it's literally, it's not magic. It's an exchange. Th- that's it. It's a life for a life, almost. Yeah. Um, which I wonder with Baby Yoda, is that why he's 50 years old? Interesting. Is that the whole thing of like he's giving up life force, using it? I'm thing? thinking the fact that they live for
0: hundreds and hundreds that's of years. Like what maybe what he's like, "Hey, shit, I got plenty to spare." That's it. You know. And he saves this guy who was very not because obviously grief. His first meeting with this grief guy. He's not the nice he's dude. Very nice to him. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Um. Just to backtrack a little, uh, Kara and Mando are having an arm wrestle, mm. and Yoda, little baby Yoda sees what's going because it looks like a conflict, because their arm wrestle like, yeah. I got you, man. And he
1: sees Mando in trouble. And he, well, he force so strokes he thinks, her. Yeah,
0: just instinct. Yeah.
1: Gives her a little force choke, and I was like, oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: when so man- he- Mando kind of has that realisation, I can't let this child out of my sight. No, because not only
0: does he use the force, which they don't fully understand, because yeah. it's very sort of, you know, um, taboo, I guess, in a lot of ways. Um, but he's also like, he's protective of this guy. Mm. And, I'm and assigned, I need to show
1: him the way. Yeah. This is the way.
0: Yes. But um, I, he, he, force, heals, um, he force heals Grief's arm and, and saves him. And he's just like, everyone's sort of tripping out. And it was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. There's a reason why that, this is that's happening. That's it.
1: And then the next day, they get outside the city. To and,
0: about to where they're going to do their plan. Yeah. And, and Grief then, shoots his two offsiders. Shoots because his own men. Like, the plan
1: was to kill you, take the child back but I can't kill this guy as, yeah, a, as like, a guild conscience member.
0: After what happened?
1: A life for a life. We've got that whole thing of, you know, how honor, can I hand honor, this guy over to these horrible it.
0: people? It's so Green Mile. Yeah. I- oh. <laughs> Awful tired, boss. <laughs> and that's what happens to Baby Yoda. Yeah, up that's le- it. Just, Awful again, tired. again, he force heals Carl Weathers and, and then just plomp. Yeah, like, straight yeah, to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Nap it. time. Nap attack. Um, <laughs> so they come up with a new plan. Yeah you are going to uh, basically go... <laughs> basically, it's closer to the original plan that he lied about. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, cool. We're going to kill yeah, I'm gonna his take fucker. A, I'm
1: going to take an empty
0: casket uh, yeah. and just give him to him and say that he's sleeping. So he sends uh, Queel back to the ship and he goes, let us know once you're inside the ship and the doors are closed because nothing's going gonna, nothing's to gonna be able to breach that yeah. the hull of that ship. That's it. And uh, then Grief... Um Kara who's covered up her her rebellion tattoos. Yep. Uh kind of cool. Yeah, very nifty. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um and Mando, they're all going in there. And um
1: Yeah, they kind of get welcomed with open arms.
0: Yeah, but there is like so many more stormtroopers so, now.
1: and there's like scout troopers, sand troopers, there's yeah. like a bit of everything yeah, there, it's, which it's, is cool. It's
0: it's it's heavy. The uh the presence is massive. And um they go there and well, Again, surprise, surprise, things don't go as planned.
1: Well, funnily enough, they get pinned down with the client, mm-hmm. um, Werner Herzog, and then a ship lands, and they're basically trapped with uh, Moff Gideon.
0: Moff Gideon. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't look at the cast or anything, I didn't know what to expect, but yeah. it's, uh clearly someone above the client. Uh, who's behind all of this, and it turns out to be Gus from Breaking Bad. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, Giancarlo Esposito shows up, and I was like, this is unexpected, but a fucking treat for sure.
0: Like, I mean, I'm like the biggest Breaking Bad fan. It's like my favourite show ever, and it, like as if I wasn't already just so... Like balls and all on board with this show. When he rocked up, I was like, "Oh god, yes!" Yeah. And uh, he he rocks up in a tie fighter, like a, a special, like awesome tie fighter. Yeah. And uh, you know, all the troopers are to attention and everything, and it's like, okay, so whilst this guy is the one doing all the bidding. This is the guy you need to be scared That's of. That's it. And there is this big, massive standoff. They're inside a bar. Yeah. Which one thing thing I thought was so cool <laughs> was uh, the grief character just going behind the bar, grabbing a bottle, starts doing, like, starts yeah. having shots. He's kind of like, He's "Fuck like, this! Look, look, we're boned. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and get get loaded." That's it. Um, and they're I'm going trying to the top to, shelf stuff. Yeah. Uh, like Kara's trying to shoot this little vent to see if they can get into like the underground sewer or something. Yeah. Um, they they're, they're kind of boned, and then um, Moff Gideon's kind of like, "Look, give us what we want." and you can live that's and they kind it. of like well why should we trust you he's like you, you can't
1: yeah you can't you don't have a choice
0: Yeah, you either, he's like, either do as I say or I'm just going to come in there and murder you all anyway Yeah, you've got until nightfall the only chance you have is to you know basically give us what hand yourself over and give yeah. us what I, what we want that's and he, it. he gives him he gives him till sundown it's, yeah. a, it's very old school cowboy that's it
1: and they don't they still haven't heard from uh, Quill at that point because
0: yeah, yeah he's been killed a couple of scout troopers go flying off on speeders which just again so cool yeah so cool. Yeah, really, really cool. Well and uh, yeah, they, 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 they ice Quill. Quill's dead. And uh, you see him zoom past and scoop up baby Yoda. Yep. Yeah.
1: Which then leads to the start of the next episode oh. where IG-11 being a nurse droid and a protector droid of baby Yoda. Yeah, he, he wrecks some shit.
0: This is so cool. He rocks up and he's kind of like, I'm this baby's nurse droid. He's like, hand, hand him to me. And they're like, man, piss off. <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> And then <laughs> literally grabs one stormtrooper's arms, like, twists it. Inside out, like, yeah. <laughs> like, twists it, like, wringing out a flannel and just, like, slings him to the ground, grabs the other dude's head and just mashes it into the floor. Yeah. Like, does away with him and, like, sort of picks up the baby, kind of, like, quite motherly mm. or whatever. That's it. And you get this whole thing of, like, is he just going to go back to the ship? Well, like, we, you don't know, but the there's there's little, of- little buzzy thing rocks up and they're kind of like, quill, quill, and he's, like, kind of, like, you know Quill didn't make it Quill's dead you'll have to speak up I'm wearing a towel that's it Quill's Um, not here man yeah (laughs) and (laughs) they sort of let him know what's going on and I absolutely loved this scene yeah it
1: was really really well done
0: Uh, IG jumps on a speeder he has like uh, Baby Yoda in this little sort of like knapsack on his uh, his torso yeah and he's just like giving it socks, like flogging it speeder back to the city, yeah, and um, and just wrecking stormtroopers. Like along literally, the way. he's like he's like puts the speeder on kind of autopilot. So whilst his speeder is like flying through the city, both arms guns blazing, just yeah. pegging off stormtroopers That's left it. and right. Like, you see a so couple of cool. stormtroopers bossing about a jar, just they're just yeah, both they're dead. And he's yeah. just just so cool. <laughs> um, he spins his whole body around to protect baby Yoda, so he's force- torso facing the front's... Now he's back, so he can't. Maybe I can not get shot him. Yeah. Shooting everyone left and right, does a ghosty with the speeder, <laughs> <laughs> so that blows up, and he's just running around, just just shooting everyone. Yeah. And um, they send this like really massive stormtrooper, like a flame trooper, yeah, uh, with a different kind of mask, into like basically firebomb the bar so where everyone is to forced- flush them out and
1: basically force them out. Yeah, because they haven't
0: come to the party with the child at this point. Yeah, and when he flamethrows him, baby Yoda protects him with the force. Mm. Very so cool. This yeah. kid is uber-powered, as much like Yoda was as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, you kind of you kind of know what you're dealing with here. But then um, IG comes in, ices that dude, and then IG 11's in the little bar with him and they're still kind of like, hey, we're boned, what can we do? Yeah. And then um, he starts using his little robot arms to yeah. sort of uh, bust open that vent. They were trying to get That's out it. of...
1: That's it, and they, they sneak down there.
0: Well, before they do, everyone sort of comes at them, so they have to kind of defend themselves. So you got got uh, grief, Kara, and, yeah. and Mando, all sort of guns blazing outside, and um, uh, Moff Gideon actually shoots Mando kind That's of... That's it. ...like... Back of the neck, kind yeah, of like he hits the spot.
1: He, he hits enough to like cause significant damage and Apart like.
0: Part where there's no armor. Yeah. Blows up this thing next to him so he goes flying. Um, so he's hurt. He's wounded. Caro scoops him up. They jump through the vent with his this underground kind of like sewer passages. Yeah. Waiting for some Ninja Turtles to pop up <laughs> and right. have some pizza. Yeah. Um, but Mando's kind of like, Look, I'm done. You guys go ahead. I'll hold them off while I'm laying here dying. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you're not done. He's like, This is the way. Um and then they're like you know basically we've got to protect the child that's yeah. the whole sort of main thing and then um they're like um IG's like I'm an droid I can heal you I can heal you and but then, only if you let me take your helmet off yeah and he's like fuck you man yeah
1: he's like that's not my that's not the way
0: yeah and he's <laughs> like you know. I'm, uh, he goes, no, no living thing can see my face. He's like, I'm not I'm a living, living thing. thing. Yeah, so cool. Nah. Yeah, and we loopholes. Find- I was expecting this the entire show, but finally in the last episode, you see Mandal- Mandalorian without his mask. It's Pedro um, Pascal. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, who's awesome in this show, considering that, um, you know he doesn't get to show emotion as such. He can so anyway, guy does an incredible job. You see his face; he's all bloody water. He sprays Bacta, because um, you used to like the Bacta tanks yep. in what Star Wars that we know, and he has like a spray that he. Sprays in the back of his head and yep. sort of says he's got brain damage and stuff. Yeah. And basically um, starts to fix like the neural pathways and yeah, like yeah. nerve
1: connections and all that kind of stuff. So, so cool.
0: They're kind of hop footing around trying to figure out what to do or whatever. You get, I think before that, you get flashbacks of um of Mando getting saved as a kid by yeah. the, the death, death Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like this elite. Band of like Mandalorians, yeah,
1: and it's like again building those connections with him and Moff Gideon because there's this this constantly hinted at thing where he's like, I know your real name, Mando, and all this kind of. Thing. That
0: yes, yes. Um, uh what is it, D- Dinjarin, and something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll I'll look that up as as we keep talking because yeah, you find out the backstory that because they say as well, like you know, he's like, um, I'm not from Mandalore, <laughs> but you're a Mandalorian. Mandalorians are from Mandalorian they say Mandalorian isn't. A race, it's a creed. Yeah. Uh, there's a really good meme about that with Apollo Creed. Anyway, <laughs> um, but that's where, you, I mean, that, yeah, kind of, that kind of ruffled feathers as well because Mandalore is a place and yep. Mandalorians are from there. But it's also the fact that they accept other people. Mm. Well, that's it. And they kind of cool. hinted that, like there was a,
1: a battle that Moff Gideon was presiding over for the Empire where they basically wiped out the Mandalorian people. So like the people that were left, it's almost like the Skrull refugees in Marvel. Yeah. Where it's like the only people who are left are the ones who weren't on the homeworld. Yeah. So it's like you've basically got these random remnants scattered all across the galaxy trying to stay alive and keep the Mandalorian way alive.
0: Yeah. Uh, Din Djarin. Yeah, that's I was right. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's that's his proper name. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. You see the scene where he gets saved as a child and yeah. he becomes their foundling or boundling? Foundling, yeah. Foundling, yeah, which basically they take him under the wing and... And sort of raise him. And from what I'm led to believe, the whole... Because obviously, you see Mandalorians and Rebels take their helmets off. Apparently, from what I'm loosely led to believe, I could be wrong. Correct us in the comments. I think it's the Death Squad people that never take their helmets off. I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's part of that because that's how he was raised or whatever. But um, whilst they're escaping, they come across um, old mate Grand Poobah Mandalorian. Yeah. With her spiky, with her awesome spiky horns and shit. And... Um, she says to him about the the force and, you know, the Jedi and all that sort of stuff, talking about baby Yoda. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I need to save this kid. What do I do? And she goes, he, he's now your family. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you need to either, like, you need to take him under your wing, but you also need to find his home planet and his ancestors. Yeah.
1: So that we can fully accept him. Yeah. Because he needs to know his history before yeah. he's a Mandalorian as well. So
0: the idea of a Mandalorian Yoda wearing some form of helmet, I don't know how the ears are going to work. Yeah.
1: It's going to be an interesting one.
0: I'm just like... Sign me the
1: fuck yeah. up. And um, you get this whole, again, you get the final level up scene where it's like, we're going to have to escape now. All, I've let everyone else go who survived the attacks from these new fucking Empire dudes. Mm. What we've got left of Beskar Steel and jetpacks and all that kind
0: of thing. There's a heap of leftover helmets because so many Mandalorians got killed on that battle that he bailed from. Yep. Um, yeah, she's basically like, take what you want and she starts just basically going back to work. Mm.
1: And she basically crea- creates the new crest. Oh, for him, yeah. which is the rhino horn mm. of the
0: thing that he killed, with the assist, with from, the assist Baby Yoda. from Baby Yoda, exactly. Yeah, so it's a really cool scene that she kind, of, like, again, kind of like a level up, and you know, she's like, oh, "I'm just gonna stay here." You know, they're like, "Come with us!" And, you know, this is the way. Yeah, bunch of troopers come, and she just like just wails on them. That was really like, cool. Just, it was yeah. really really cool. And they have to cross this river of lava. Yeah, and there's this astromech droid that's like uh like. Massive big. Yeah. And it's it, really cool. Yeah. Eventually, you know, they get they get shot at, uh, IG kind of like sacrifices himself to get him across. Yeah, he does the whole
1: Terminator T eight hundred, like thumb up in the yeah. air, <laughs> burning in the lava, and he activates the self destruct. Yeah. To basically wipe himself out and take out this entry where all the stormtroopers are gathered and give them a chance to escape. Yeah. And you get this final battle with Moth Gideon and um in
0: his TIE Fighter. In his TIE Fighter. Oh, he gets given the jet pack as well by yeah. by the Grand Pooh. That's it. And uh, they basically fight in the air Which on is his so cool. TIE fighter. And then he uh, fucks up his TIE fighter. He crashes. It uh, basically ends with two things. Mando goes back to Carl Weathers and that. And he's kind of like, all right, look, I've got to find this baby's planet. They're like, cool. Take the ship and go. Yeah, take the ship and go. And he kind of uh, goes on his way. But the uh, really cool final scene is you see the crashed TIE fighter. Then all of a sudden, sparks flying and yeah, shit.
1: Because all these Jawas are around, about to try and salvage it, and then sparks start flying. The door, oh yeah, a door gets cut open. Yeah. With a dark saber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Moff Gideon has got the dark saber, which is like this real ancient uh, Mandalorian relic, so to speak. The first ever Mandalorian Jedi kind of uh, forged this, like. Massive, massive times ago, yeah, and it's kind of uh, been handed around almost like through the ancestry, yeah, and was taken by the Sith once upon a time. That's it. Yeah. So there's,
1: yeah, it's this whole again hint for season two of like he's got he's got massive beef with the Mandalorian. And he's got their weapon. That's it. Yeah, and you know there's the hint of, like he mentioned of him killing all these people. So he basically killed Mandalorian's parents. He mm. killed. Oh, almost an entire world of Mandalorians as well. Yeah. It's like he's just got a hard on for killing them all, but he
0: wants the child as well. And he's a Moff, like he's a high ranking sort of. Yeah, enf- even though the Empire's kind of squashed, but yeah, it's uh basically that's where you leave. He's off to you know Mando's off to find Baby Yoda's uh hood. And, um, yeah, shit's Mo- gonna get real. ready to fuck you That's up. That's it. And oh. everything's
1: set and ready for season two, which will be dropping, I believe in September or October this year.
0: Oh man, I could not be more ready for that yeah. right now.
1: As you can tell, we talked at length about the show because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And yeah. It's
0: only, uh, eight, eight, episodes? eight
1: episodes, not a single one went over an hour either. Mm. Um, it's didn't overstay its welcome at any point. I didn't spend any episode checking my watch
0: going, come on, come on, get to the fireworks factory. No, I had a fucking blast with this. Absolutely loved it. I love the things that were implied that they didn't show. I love the stuff that they showed. I love the sort of little fun things they added. Um, just so much to like about it. Um, I know we've rabbited on a lot. It's just because we love Star Wars and haven't had a chance to podcast about it, fair. <laughs> That's it. Um, but going forward, this is huge. Um, any other Star Wars show they're going to release, it has a sort of tough act to follow, given that this is what it is. That's
1: it. I think this one worked so well because you don't need to be a hardcore Star Wars fan to enjoy it. Well it's quite self contained really. Absolutely. Yeah yeah yeah.
0: I've tried to get my mum to watch it. I'm hoping she does because I, yeah. I think I think it's very enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Like my um my family all dug it, being hardcore and non-hardcore Star Wars fans. Have you spoken to anyone that didn't like it?
1: Um maybe one person, but it's nobody whose opinion I
0: take seriously. <laughs> I've had a couple of people say, "Oh look, it was good. I don't think it was as good as everyone made out." Wrong. Incorrect. Like, I disagree, but you're you know, you you're you're, yeah, you're uh,
1: entitled to your opinion, but you're also entitled to be wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I mean yeah, like I said, there's not apart from like a couple of little things, there's there's not much I can pick at this show. Could have it been was, a lot fucking worse. That was for sensational. <laughs> uh in, in, in Favreau we trust. Absolutely. Uh, they're talking about letting him do a trilogy now. Like they're just basically ready to throw everything at him because he's such do. a home run. Please
1: do. I'd be well on board with that. Same with the um Dave Filoni, the guy who did the um Star Wars, Clone Wars, Rebels and Resistance. I oh, did he um he had something to do with this too, did he? Yeah, yeah he was. He directed and co-wrote most of the episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rebels is great. Let him run everything as well. The two of them, they can run oh, this shit.
0: Why not? And I mean, that's the thing as well. They're bringing back. They're they They're finally finishing off Clone Wars as well, which yeah. is animated, which is like super cool. Um, but um, I guess you know, it's, it's that time of the show. We have to give it a rating out of five. What do you got? Four and a half out of five. Oh, you know what? I'm doing it, man. Do it. First time ever. Yeah. Five out of five. Fuck yeah. I absolutely loved everything this show gave me Me and I re-watched it all in the lead up to this um, sort of here and there and and loved it just as much I had
1: an absolute blast and um, keen as mustard for the next season
0: bring it on what did you think of the Mandalorian uh, this has been our episode all about it we've probably sort of gone over what we thought we would but I'm not too surprised honestly it was fantastic no. <laughs> let us know in the comments what you thought of the Mandalorian was there anything you didn't like about it Absolutely. or what were your favourite points uh, are you one of the people that can't stand Baby Yoda being referred to as, as Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda. <laughs> 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 but uh, if you want to contact us about this episode or request any topic for upcoming episodes you can find us on Facebook at Sounds Like Comics Podcast uh, check us out on any forms of social media where we are we'd love to hear from you and uh we'll be back soon with more goodness uh i'm adam i'm gareth and we'll catch you next time thanks
1: guys